people that just came. Have you heard? I've met you before last year. Me? Yes. No. no Haven't no. I? No? no, no. Oh, yes, all right. <laughs> hmm? Bernie has attended before. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I remember. All right. All right. Well, I'll give you a, I'll give a little bit of a preface, so to speak. Yeah. This is really, my feeling is that, you know, I had, I heard many, many beautiful descriptions of what we are, yeah? Let's say love or other things, yeah? And it was always sort of curious why it didn't translate. So why, if I was that, which they were saying I was, when they described me, why didn't it, you know, why didn't, you know, like that's the end of the story, yeah? You would think that if some, let's say if you were a, a clone, yeah? And someone, and then another clone came up and told you you were a clone. It would be, be pretty clear communication. You, all right, I'm a clone. Thank you. You know, suddenly didn't know what I was. It cleared it up. And then there's thousands of descriptions of what we are. You know, the clear and empty brilliance and all like that. But it didn't seem to to uh, translate. So there had to be something going on that was like causing the message or that description not to hit the mark, yeah? Some kind of deflector beam or something. And in, in my view, the only way, like in recovery, we talk about you're the problem. And then also, you're the solution in a sense. So the only way you could be the problem and the solution is by identification. So, yeah? So the solution, if identified as the problem, would appear to be the problem, but it's still the solution. And the only way what would be needed would be to see it's not the problem, and that would be the solution, yeah? So in a sense, it could be the problem, and it could be the solution. Only by identification as. So the solution, by forgetting it was the solution, could be actually become the problem, in a sense, yeah? And then that from the problem point, the solution would look for a solution, all the while being the solution that you're looking for. But you're looking for it from the problem. Yeah? That's it, really. It's just a weird little whip like that. It's like in the act of being identified, you're taking yourself to be something that you're not. Yeah? And maybe living as something that you're not isn't, hasn't been that satisfying, and you're having difficulty because thoughts don't seem to behave. Yeah? You, you have a lot of feelings you don't want to have. Things happen that you wouldn't rather not have, and stuff like that. And in a sense, when these things are saying, you're the all-powerful, all blah, 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 it doesn't seem like you have much power during the day. Seems like, you know, somebody, a robocall could have you for 40 minutes, you know, or you try to call your cable company, it's like three hours, and you, it gets, it's very frustrating in a sense, because you would think, why, why isn't it another way? Yeah? So, of course, then that would promote us or provoke a seeking, and then you would think, all right, the seeking would be pretty easy. You seek the solution, and you find the solution, yeah? And you put enough of the solution onto the problem, then you become less of a problem. 
Yeah, and that will all be fine. But in this case, there is actually no real problem. It's appearing to the solution that there's a problem because the solution is looking from a problem. Yeah? So it needs, from the problem's point of view, you need a solution. But if you arrive at the solution, there is no problem. It's pretty trippy, yeah? Because the solution becomes obsolete. Once you have the solution, there was no real problem. There's only a real problem when the solution is identified as something that it's not. That's a problem, seemingly. All it has to do is see it's not that which it took itself to be. There's, there's no killing or destroying this problem because it was the solution masquerading as the problem. It's like here. We use this term, I think we did it in London. It's an old one. But let's say we were in a world and that this world only had one sense. And the sense was touch, yeah? All right, so in this world, you, all, all your, the only experience you could have was touch. You feel things, feel things, that's it. Didn't see them, hear them, taste them, no. Just feel things, okay? And in this world, there's a, there's a scripture that talks about a heaven, and that heaven is the experience of rolling around in thousands of rose petals forever, all right, let's say. And that would be the nirvana in this little world, and there was a scripture about it, and what you shouldn't feel, and what you should feel, and this and that. But unbeknownst, there's a glove on your hand. Yeah, There's a glove on the hand. So the hand is the actual feeling, but it's feeling through a glove. And let's say the glove is rough. So everything the hand thinks it's feeling is translated through the glove. So even when it gets to heaven, and it's a true believer, it enters heaven in all those rose petals, but it feels all the rose petals through the glove, so it feels like everything else it's ever felt. So now it has an empty experience, so now it becomes like a fundamentalist. It says, yes, there's only one heaven, but it never really had the sense of it, because it, the whole thing is everything. Everything's being interpreted by the glove. Now... It gets, maybe it gets an idea that it could be better for the glove. So then it starts thinking, all right, I want to become a better glove. You know, I want to become a smooth glove. I want to become an open glove. But the possibility of not being the glove is escaping it because it's identified as the glove. That's a given. So now it just wants to become a better glove or a less crude glove and, then it, and stuff like that or it says okay I'm only I'm not going to touch too much shit so whatever whatever and so now it wants to be free as the glove instead of being free from the glove because the hand is animating the glove if the hand pulled out and it touched those rose petals it would get the nirvana of that world it would feel an incredible freaking softness it wouldn't have to have a story about it. It would, it would be a sense feltness. Yeah, aha. And that aha, not stifled by the glove, would fucking have effects here. Yeah? But the dilemma is, we're caught in wanting to get out of the glove as the glove. Yeah? We want to get out of the glove, but still be a glove. Yeah? This is the dilemma. If you're not the glove, what's the possibility that finally dawns on you? Pull the fucking hand out. 
When you, when you see you're not the glove, could you have pulled the hand out at any time? Yes. Yeah? Does the, does the hand lose itself the next time it puts itself in the glove? No. Yeah. See, this is the dilemma. People want to be the hand, and then they believe they went back into the glove, and they think the, the glove wins. No. Now there's the hand in a glove. Yeah. Realize, see, this happened when I was young. I was like 11 or 12. And you're starting to think, you know, girls and stuff like that. And we had a mall in Long Island, outside of New York City, called Roosevelt Field. It was a huge mall. And when I was like 12, I'd dress up and I had this one outfit I thought I looked pretty cool in, which were like these red corduroys and a beautiful long sleeve gray t-shirt. And I had little, my hair was growing a little bit. And I would go to the mall, and I was looking in every window, you know, my own reflection, and a lot of people looking at me, and I think, this, this freaking outfit's working, you know? I'm getting attention, people, oh, there's that guy, you know? And so every weekend, I trot out there with this outfit, strut my little stuff, and then a friend of mine said, Paul, you know the, that gray shirt? And I said, and those uh, red pants? I go, yeah, you know, that gray shirt is pink, and those pants are magenta, because I'm colorblind. Yeah? So as soon as they told me, even though I totally believed that shirt was gray, and those pants were red, as soon as he told me they were magenta and pink, I saw them, not like 10 hours later, I saw them immediately as pink, and, and the magenta, and they never turned back into gray or red because they had never been gray or red. I was just assuming they were gray and red, mistakenly. As soon as the correction happened, and I didn't, when I put them in the closet, I didn't go back every few months to make, to make sure. They were always going to be pink and magenta from that point on. They never turned because they never were. This is the message. Yeah? This isn't about motivation or really, it isn't even about help. Non duality is not about help. It's a fact. That's all. If it fits, it may show some effects in your life. Yeah? If it fits for you. And if it fits for you, I would, if you, if this shoe fits, I humbly uh, advise you to follow it. Yeah? I wouldn't go against that invitation because there's a lot of grace there. If you get to this point and you're hearing this and you put on some of these shoes that we've presented and they have fit, have faith in that because that which is setting up is sound. Yeah? So this whole attempt of all the talks is to play around this one idea, yeah? That camera, the big camera that pulled away from the brownie camera had never been the brownie camera. It just took itself to be the brownie camera, you see? There's no giant extraction that has to happen because it was never so. It just seemed to be so to the bigger camera. And as soon as the correction occurs, the bigger camera sees the brownie as the brownie and never sees the brownie again to be it. It may look through the brownie many, many times, 
but it's not fooled anymore by the looking through the brownie implying I am the brownie. It knows, knows before knowing that it's the large camera, yeah? That's it. And then when the head, because the head is going to constantly claim to be you, and what it wants is it wants to prove to you that it has effects. It wants to have you believe it can take you out of what you are, or it can get you closer to what you are, which it can't do either, yeah? You have never been out of any moment, and whatever you've done there may have distracted the mental state, and the mental state went there, went here, but you haven't. You haven't everywhere doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> everywhere doesn't go anywhere. Everywhere is everywhere. And there's not a special center of everywhere, or that special center is everywhere. <laughs> so, the, uh, see, it's our beliefs and our ideas that are limiting access. The access isn't limited. That's why in some of the scriptures they would say it's called the open gate. I mean the gateless gate. So you go, what the hell are they talking about? There's no gate. <laughs> There's no toll booth or the open secret. How could there be a secret if it's open to everyone? Obviously, you see? They attempt to demystify it because it's right under our nose and that's why we're missing it. If we saw something pass by our nose, we would see it or we'd sense it, but we're not sensing what's always available at all times. We're not. We don't pick it up. It's like the fish can have a story that it's been dry its whole life while it's been drenched all the time. It's always wet, so it thinks it may not even know it's wet. That's the thing. It's like here, today, we went to a cafe, then we went to another cafe. Now, I was listening to the people at the one cafe. No one was talking about the effects of gravity at Brown's. And then we went to 3FE. No one was talking about the effects of gravity there. They were talking about that steep hill or those heavy staircase or something, yes? They were feeling the effects of gravity, but they were misnaming it. They were saying it's the hill, it's the stairs, and stuff like that, yeah? And then, all right, so here's a, a force that's constantly always affecting the body, and you can't pick it up. You blame it, you blame its effects on other things, yeah? Because we don't see it, and we don't know it because we're totally in it, constantly. So you can have gravity experts, you can read a book about gravity, and think you know gravity more than anyone else here, it still doesn't matter. The best thing to do if you want to know gravity is go into an anti-gravity chamber and by its absence, you'll know what it is. By getting an example of being free from it, you'll know when that oppressive state is in, happening and you will not misname the source of it. You will recognize its gravity. Yeah? Exactly the same. Exactly. If you get a hit at these talks or something like that, it's just the hopes of triggering a sense yeah, of being out of it. So then when it comes on, when the glove seems to come over again, you're not fooled and immediately you know, pledge allegiance to the glove. No, the integrity of the hand is just as sound in the glove as it is outside the glove. 
You have experiences, you have gifts or grace or free samples of being outside the glove, but a lot of time you're going to be the hand in the glove. You're going to be the hand in the glove of time, of circumstances, of situations. Yeah? But it doesn't, all of that, all those effects aren't changing the fact that you're a hand. Stop coming to a conclusion about yourself by effects. Realize the cause, yeah? Which will give you immunity, or at least the effects, their effects on you will diminish. So people say, I've lost it, or, you know, I was going so well, and then I went up the ass of self again. But you see, those are all mental Activities, you have never gone up the ass of self. You're the space where the ass and self seemingly occur, but you're not in it. You're not in the fray, so to speak. Yeah? This is the interface with experience, not what you are. You're untouchable. If you, if you did, if, if there was a sense of non body, body, most of all your anxieties would be gone. All the, the super effects that we're suffering from are body-oriented. The thoughts that drive you crazy are based on you as a body. Not one thought about spirit would drive spirit crazy. Not one. Because you can't think about spirit. You can't picture it. You can't quantify it. You can't locate it anywhere. Yeah? But a body, you can picture it. A body, you can say, it's there. A body, you can say, I am having this pain. The body is the great convincer in the story. It's essential, though the mental state hates it. It's essential for the mental state to get its point across. It's trying to convince you that a mental wind can blow you to fucking hell. Yeah? I watched it. I've watched one thought ruin a person's life. One thought, and it wasn't the thought, it was the my. It was the identification as the thought about or the thinker that gives it the power. We are, a, the, we are a huge source of power that's being misdirected, seriously. The mental state just keeps going in the cookie jar and poisoning you all fucking day. Yeah? It's using the power that we are to make shit out of nothing. Can you imagine if that same energy, instead of putting it to those pursuits, would be allowed just to rest here? It would enrich your Saturday. Instead of use this day to enslave you to yesterday and tomorrow, it would enrich you. The same energy. It's just how it's directed. Yeah? And we've been, we have had enough freaking examples of a life directed by the mental state. Yeah? There's, another, there's other possibilities. There are modalities of mind that are not self-centered. Yeah? They, they do not hold thought as the supreme currency. They're prior to thought. Yeah? That's where intu intuition reigns and coincidences occur and grace abounds. Yeah? And then situations that look like vice-like conditions, there's somehow a freedom that happens that you could never have logically thought of. How could this person get out of this jam? How could I have got it out of that jam? But they do. Over and over again, you see it. 
Yet we want to still believe, yes, please, I believe in this place so real, lay the effects on me so I can stay convinced, yeah? Just this place is the dreaming. What you are has never been nor will ever be affected by it. What you're not is affected by it. And I'll tell you, if you brought more of what you are into the thing, you would have a little more ability to travel lighter through the slings and arrows of a, of a life as a body. Yeah? People are going to have cancer. This, I, this, I had one incident. I got run over twice in one night. That incident has affected me as a body. One incident. It was a pretty big incident. I duplicated. I mean, it's bad enough to get run over once in a lifetime. <laughs> twice in one night. But that, that event, which was directed by thought, I had already gone home. Should have been in the end of the night. I started to feel like I was missing something at this bar I had just been at. And the people, when I was there, there was only two people there, the waitress and the bartender. <laughs> Sunday night, freezing cold in, in winter, January 30th, Long Island. And I went home to my sister's house. Could, could have went to bed, but no, my head's like, oh, a big party must have erupted down there. My fairy princess, I'll meet her there and have kids with her. I'll drive back there, and I met a Chevy Monte Carlo. Ran me over and didn't even run me over. It didn't know what it hit, so he backed up over me, which is hard to do if you planned it. Yeah. That night has had a constant effect on my body experience since 38 years. That's what happens. Those thoughts that are going on in your head are vying. They want to break the surface. They want to produce an effect. They're trying to make you do something. Yeah. I see it with addiction. When you get sort of free of addiction, but not actually free of addiction, the thought system is constantly working overtime to lead you to the point of fuck it, so that you go, fuck it, this job sucks, and then it goes, why not have a drink? And then you enter that, you put that drink in the body, and now you're on your fucking use for transportation. Yeah. You know, you may think you have a little jealousy streak. You use and drink, you're up on stalking charges. It amplifies a lot of stuff. And then you are the one who gets tattooed by its consequences. There has not been a precedent sent in the court system of any country of non-duality. Not one case has been won by saying, oh, there was no one there I killed. And I'm, there's, I'm no one. And thank you for letting me go. No, you're going to jail for the next 30 years. So, you can start before thought. It's available. Does seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching feel like they're under your control? Do you really feel like you're doing consciousness, that you're being conscious right now, as if it's something you're doing? We couldn't come up with consciousness fucking if... How could you see? They're seeing, yeah? And don't say it's the eye that's seeing, because it isn't. It's facilitating seeing. The eye doesn't see a damn thing. It facilitates seeing. The ear doesn't hear a damn thing. It facilitates hearing. That which we are is hearing, seeing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yeah. And it's not a thing. 
and it's the base of all of us, yet we live in this reigning supreme and separation, yet the common denominator of every one of our days is the exact same. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and yet we still don't see it. It's mind-boggling. You know? We go to all the differences to emphasize our separation, when if you break it down to all the similarities, there's only this, yeah? There's no one that's seeing, there's just seeing. You're not gonna find what you are by looking for it. You're never gonna find it. You're gonna find out about it by seeing what you're not. You're never gonna find it. You're gonna find out about it. In other words, you're gonna be where the news of that expressing is gonna break. Over time, you'll realize things have changed and it seems like you had nothing to do with it, yeah? It's almost like we say in AA, recovery, you're placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. That's sort of how it goes, yeah? And now you see anew. Blue is blue, red is red, the horse is in front of the cart. You're not looking, sitting on the cart looking this way. You're looking a correct way, and then things go differently. Yeah, you travel lighter. And after years of traveling lighter, what more do you want? You think it's awakening. It's not awakening. If you were content and satisfied, you'd be t- that would be more than enough. Can you imagine if you walked out every day and you started as okay, instead of using the day to arrive at some okayness? Don't you think your, your pursuit of happiness would turn into a, like a leisurely stroll if you were happy already? Would you be pursuing it with such vim and vigor if you were, was it available? Of course not, yeah. Maybe if you were seemingly present, which we are, you'd be available. Yeah? And if you're available, you're of service. Yeah? You'll be put to use here, somehow or another, really without your intention whatsoever. There's other ways of living, and I don't mean externally. Yeah. You see thoughts, And after seeing thoughts, the thoughts are not the culprit. It's how they're being used. And how they're being used, when that herd, that, let's say, free cow gets herded and branded, it's the my. So when it's my thoughts, that's where the the juice is, is the my. My thought can destroy my day. Your thought doesn't. What's the difference? It could be the exact same thought, but if I see it as yours, I have an immunity to it. If I hold it as mine, it can ruin my vacation. You got it. Why are we missing? Why not? In AA, we say you got to get to the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah. Why not look at it? Yeah. I would say it's the act of being identified as self is getting way too much attention. Yeah, that attention could be spread out and distributed differently where that attention would enrich your Saturday instead of being used to enslave you to some fucking idea. You'd see beauty. It was so cool today. 
we go over to that little town, whatever it's called. Nice little town. They're having a little dog show in the little park, surrounded by uh, chestnut trees. Totally different vignette that you see in America. It's beautiful, you know. Everyone had their little dogs. There was a lot of proud. None of the dogs knew they were in the show. They're just fucking dogging. But the people are walking around. Yes, yes, this is my dog. And shit like that. The dogs fart. They smell asses. It's just a dog, you know. I mean, but you can see it. It was such a beautiful little vignette going on, you know. This is what you're available to instead of sucked up here, like those, you know when dogs have mange, they put those cones, we're just like in a, our own satellite dish, just fucking broadcasting and picking up K-Paul all day. It's like unbelievable. You're not available to your fucking self. So, yeah, this message is not like other messages. It doesn't lead to another bigger message, yeah? There's no advanced, there's no advanced stages of the message. Yeah. There isn't the message. You're it. You're the livingness of it. Yeah. If there's a correction and you, you start seeing what you're not, instead of looking for what you are from what you're not, you see what you're not from what you are. It's just a switcheroo. Yeah. The same event could be from here, looking for what you are from what you're not, or seeing what you're not from what you are. It's the same event. It looks exactly the same if you saw it like little action figures, but the whole intent is different. The whole direction's different. And it makes a world of difference. Huge. Yeah. So you're not looking for what you are from what you're not. You're seeing what you're not from what you are. So now you have a new starting point, which is always, it's always been the starting point. See, we just believe like we're on a monopoly table and we're at square four and because we're there, we crown it to be the beginning of the, and the end of the, the game. But if you see monopoly from square four, it may look totally different than if you see it from square zero. Yeah. And this is just the correction. And when it's corrected, you were never on square four. Square four was appearing in square zero, such as all the other squares appear in square zero. Nothing goes out of square zero. So now that's set, and then see how you see things, how you travel. And if this message works, entertain it. If it doesn't, find something else. Yeah. This is about relief in a sense, isn't it? And I believe humbly, whatever you do, it's not what you do that makes the effect, it's what's prior to what, what's doing it, which is us. So you can use, some people could wake up by reading a telephone book. It doesn't freaking matter. And I believe in one level, we're all going to dream ourselves out of this dream. And as we're doing that, the dream will get happier. That's a beautiful, beautiful statement. It takes all the pressure off, yeah? And if you arrive there, this happened, I swear. If you get a big sample of it, when it dawns on you, it tells you emphatically it's always been this way. So it negates all the stuff you thought that was contrary to it or didn't or wasn't like it or stopped you from being there. And it, and it negates all the possibilities of anything having that, that power or ability. 
It just hits you and it's like, it's always been this way. You know, like that. Swoop, like that. Now, does it last? Not here, because the movie kicks in, but that, said, that hit has lasted. That hit, this is the faith in mind, yeah? You have the ability to be convinced. This message can convince you that non-duality is a fact. When you're convinced of that, you're going to be in your own lesson, and life is going to inform you of how correct that vision is. It's that simple, yeah? You're going to see it. And in seeing it, you are it, yeah? Yeah, so... For people who haven't ever heard about it, you know, if everything's fine and dandy, fucking keep enjoying the fine and dandy. But I imagine if you're here, and it's, this isn't a Tupperware party, this isn't like exchanging recipes, you're here and you must have had some interest in this, and that interest is usually kindled by some kind of dis-ease or some, maybe there's another possibility, how could this all be there is, whatever. Yeah, if you're here, then you can be informed of things. And not in, about what you are, but about what you're not. Because humbly, in my sense, if that's not seen, you'll be looking from its effects. Yeah, and you will be caught in that pattern of looking for what you are from what you're not. Instead of seeing what you're not and finding out what you are, You'll be using what you are not to try to find out what you are, all the while reinforcing that you're not that. So as St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. It's quite simple. What's looking right now is all, is what all of you are looking for, for is, is what's looking. I don't know how many times you can say it. You can say it thousands of ways. I mean, I I wish you know. I wish you had like eighty faces you could slap. I wish there was like yeah. After seventy nine slaps, it has to get through. You know what I mean? Or you can only put it out so much. I mean, it's like I'm a one-trick pony. I never, because first of all, for a lot of reasons. We're not that popular. We're obviously very disorganized. So I can say true to it. Yeah? There was a great story about Ramana. I don't know how true it is or not, but there was a lot of people that, there was these, all these people that had been with him for a long time, and they were talking with each other's master, Ramana Maharshi. And they were saying, you know, do you think we can, be, we can teach this? And so they were just talking. And then he came in and they asked him, they said, Ramana, can, do you think we can teach this? And he says, oh yeah, all of you can teach it, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> and, they got a little, and they go, why? And he says, compassion. And they go, what do you mean by that? He says, what's going to happen is you're going to be at a meeting such as this, and you'll feel compassion for the people and you'll dilute the message. In other words, you'll throw them a bone. Where the whole point is to starve your ass. Yeah? To keep giving you nothing, 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 because that nothing is everything. You've already had tons of something and it's added up to nothing anyway. Why not start at nothing? Get a nice, stable diet of nothing for a few years and see what happens. Yeah? 
Maybe, in a sense, <laughs> it will dawn on you that you are what you're looking for because you'll, see, you'll stop looking for it. <laughs> That's a pretty good indication that something's dawned on you because of that you are what's looking because you stop looking for it. <laughs> it's sort of like, how long would it take for the Buddha to get not to use the Buddha to seek the Buddha? Probably fucking nanosecond. <laughs> Not even, yeah? What's the trouble? Why can't the Buddha? Because the mental state is a giant defense mechanism. It's claiming to be the hearing of this event. That's what screws everything up, you know? The simple message, you're a lion, gets translated to, I can become like a lion. Once again, all the effort of becoming like a lion reinforces that you're not a lion. And therefore, the problem, the solution is a big part of the problem then, yeah? Yeah, this is it. It's a simple thing. It's just a misidentification. It's not even a misidentification. It's an identification. Because you don't have to identify with the truth. You are it. You don't have to identify with being. You are it. You don't have to remember being. How can you forget it? You are it, Yeah? You identify the mental states. The mental states are in the act of being identified as a self. So the attention and interest going through there quite a lot all day, yeah, unbeknownst to it, like a bee landing on a flower picks up pollen and then takes it to another flower without any intention to. It's picking it up and it keeps on moving and it's doing its little job. Here, the attention and interest goes into the mental processes and starts dwelling there because when it's directed by the mental state, the mental state implies they're all about it, the you, yeah? So now you're lingering with thoughts and the thoughts are implying you're a body. You're lingering with memories and the memories picture you as a body. You're relying on perceptions and they see bodies, yeah? Of course, it's sort of like, you know, if you think you honk, if you think you quack, you're probably going to feel you're a duck. Yeah? This is what happens. It just keeps implying, insinuating. It's like constantly pointing. And the pointer is my in English. Yeah? So here's a thought. Thoughts, tons of thoughts going by. But see, now the thoughts are being used. My thought. So now the thought is pointing to the haver of the thought. Yeah? Is there a haver of the thought? No. It's just pointing with this assumption there's a haver of the thought. And then this assumption thousands of times during a day is saying there's a haver of a thought. What happens? The mind pictures you as a body. You are now the haver of the thought. Yeah? Feelings. Feelings, feelings. When you were a kid, feelings were just going like this. As the mental state developed, the feelings were going, my feelings. All the feelings of all that day when you were two years old would just be flooding in and out, not landing, not making anything out of anything, suddenly are being used to imply you're the feeler. So now every feeling, every feeling is assumed to be had by you. So you have collected, you have said you've owned ton of acreage that has that none of it your land. Tons of acreage. So here, my thoughts, my feelings. And the strongest one is actions. So the actions that happen through this body, 
right? When predilections are there and situations and you refer to a past idea and then you react, all of them, every one of them are carrying the brand of you, your little ranch, ding, right? These are my actions, every one, every action. My thoughts, my feelings, my actions. This is how it is. This is, it keeps insinuating and implying and then the mind itself makes the leap into the identification as the body, yeah? Now the dreaming takes itself to be the dreamt and suddenly everything it's dreaming has the ability to affect it as the dreamt. Sounds like everyone's day, yeah? Now are you going to get out of that? Probably not, but you can travel a lot lighter through it. That's for sure. If that my got dropped out, thoughts would go back to more like their old nature, which is coming and going, yes? They wouldn't be herded. They wouldn't be fucking farmed. They wouldn't be put into the little paddock. They would go. Thoughts, feelings would go. Memories, you wouldn't be making that many more memories, tell you the truth. You'd have a bank maybe, but you wouldn't be filling new fucking pictures all day because you would be here. You wouldn't be having, needing memories to, to verify something happened today. Something happened today. You were living, yeah? So you're living somewhat memory-free. The thoughts are coming and going. Some have much more weight than others because, oh, I'm a loser, all right? So they seem to lie, fly lower, so you think, oh, they're having a huge effect. But it's not you. When the earth shakes, you're not the earth. You're the space, yes? So all the minds, blah, blah, blah. Let's see you just drop some of the minds off. I'll tell you, it would be like a fucking vacation. You would travel lighter. <laughs> Can you imagine if, let's say, thought. Let's say each thought is an ounce, yeah? Each thought is an ounce. So you're used to carrying maybe 20,000 thoughts a day in your knapsack, but you're used to it. So you're walking around. You never even look, you know. You don't even entertain. You can take it off. You just think. But let's say, all right, by putting, adding the word my to it, it's a pound. Now you have 20,000 pounds. You're gonna fucking travel fucking heavy, yes? It's that simple. That's our role. Our role is that which is before the my of thoughts, yeah? If that which is before the my of thoughts is indirected, it, rep it, it appears as my. It gives meaning to the thoughts. It gives meaning to the actions. It gives meaning to the feelings. If it's not, if it doesn't appear as my, yeah, the feelings that are, the thoughts and feelings and actions are implying go way down, yeah? And then you have a sense of something that can actually withstand the onslaught of feelings, <laughs> thoughts, and, and actions, yeah? That thing that you supposedly did, was un, which was unlivable, you find acceptance. It's a miracle, really. And really, you're not doing much around it. The mind has changed, and it's going to express its change. Yeah? And it really, you get to know the tree by its fruit. So checking out the fruit, and like Jesus says, hey, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. You'll know the tree by its fruit. Well, you'll see that you're onto something by results. You'll travel lighter. What more do you want? And then just follow? I mean, you have the ability to recognize what's working. Yeah, that isn't gone. Just see what's happening. For me, I started to entertain, and I haven't stopped since. 
You don't come to accept it somewhat. It's included in the whole package. Yeah. yeah but like you said, once you, if you believe that, then as you say, the anxiety is all around the body. It is all around the body. If there's no, if there's no sense of that, I can just see how they tie together. It's, an, it's unavoidable almost in a way. Well, the, see, this is, the, this is the ride. This is an experiential ride, and the body is the interface, for sure. And I believe humbly, without knowing it, you paid the admission. You bought the really super duper, almost fool anybody ride, and you're on it. And part of it is like you want to get off it, but you can't get off the ride as the ride. Yeah, you've got to see you're not the ride, which is the body. And then maybe the 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 ride will continue, but there'll be less of an effect. Yes, yes. What you are overrides what comes after it. Yes, yeah. That's how I see it. But no, the body is doing... If you had... the body, You're living for the body. These seats are made for the body. Yeah. It's all day. Can't escape it here. Yeah? And you're not meant to escape it. It's all part and parcel of the whole event. But the... It's like... Here we are. We could have had a three-day like seminar here where we're going to chant we're not a body for three days. Eight hours a day. I'm not a body. I'm not a body. But the only thing that wants to not be a body is a body, really. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> the mental state as the body wants to get out of the body. Spirit doesn't want to get out of the body. Spirit's fucking it's not touched by It's sort of like, does the space want to get rid of the wall? The wall isn't taking up any space. It's appearing in space. If you tore this wall down, would you have to have go to a space factory and fucking rush it in so you don't see the void for that second when there's no space? No. This, this wall is appearing in space. You could take it down there's not going to be a big gap, yeah, because it's a space, yeah. To us, it seems solid, but if you look at it in some other atomic thing, if you see it, all it is is space, yeah. And this is the same with this. There's no difference in this. This is, I'm not taking up, see, if you wait, if I passed away, space wouldn't be lighter. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, you wouldn't be able to, oh, there's something missing. No, there wouldn't be. It would just be, we're not, we're light as feathers. We don't fucking exist. We're appearing. We're appearing to exist. It's dreaming. Just look at a subjective experience. That, what does that tell you? Five people go to the same event. There was a famous uh, story by Gabriel Marquez about a murder in this little South American village and there were seven eyewitnesses, but they all saw it differently. Yeah? But they were totally there, but they all saw it differently. This is where dreaming. Yeah? You take a placebo, you think it's the pill, it works just as good as the pill you pay $500 for, and it's a sugar pill. That's dreaming. Yeah? How could a placebo fucking work in a real place? <laughs> 
The $500 pill would work, not the freaking placebo, which is just sugar water, tablet. It's us, we're dreaming. Not you and me as this, yeah? This claims to be the dreaming at night, but this is the awake dream, yeah? This is dreaming, how, what else? How could you tell, in America, the people who are running our country, that could only happen in a dream. If, if we were real people, we would have evolved past the point uh, you would expect, you know what I mean? Fucking, a gang of gorillas could elect a better leader, in a sense. You know, I mean, really, not if you have any point, it doesn't matter, but just the idea, it's how could, how could this happen? <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, it's dream, not real. In the dream, we say, yeah, but that could only happen in America. <laughs> That's right. But it's dreaming. I hope it is, please. <laughs> it's dreaming. Yeah? Nothing right or wrong with it, but hey, I don't know. For me, it's a, uh, it lends to, yeah, I think, you know, we all take it seriously enough. You don't have to take it so seriously, yeah? You know, I mean, I had this knee has, has affected what I can do for years now. I mean, give it credit. That's how it does. It's produced an effect. But is it, does it define me? Of course not, you know? Even though I was a surfer for 20-something years, but I can't be called a surfer now because I don't, there's no surfing happening. <laughs> it's just another seat assignment here. Sit in and you know, it's like musical chairs. The music comes on, you get up. Your name isn't engraved. You move and maybe you stop at the same chair for a few times. It still doesn't say it's your chair. It's still musical chairs and you just, you have a seat assignment, you do it or whatever and then and maybe you're moving on, who knows what. Yeah. You wear it lightly. <clears throat> the head, yeah. you've seen it, you have, but you've witnessed it enough. The thing is, the system locks itself in more by trying to get out of it than anything else. If you try to get out of self as self, what gets totally emphasized is self. Yeah. I was just wondering, is there any point in doing uh, something like self-inquiry, like I promised Krishna would? If, it, if, there, if it's a point for you, yes. But wouldn't that be a similar practice that emphasizes... It doesn't have to be. Now that you, now you have been given, you have gotten, you got the video of the burglary, you know, you've yes. seen the capability of the stealing, yes? then do what you're moved to do. If you're moved to do, if I was moved to do something, I would freaking do it. I'm not moved to do anything. It's not like the way it is, it's just the way it is here. Whatever works for you, use it. And the thing is, it's gonna run out, usually. Yeah? Something may be used and then it's not useful and then you move on. Yeah? And then hopefully, you move on to not needing anything. But who's to, who am I to say? Yeah. It's not the action that tattoos the actor. It's the act, it's the, it's the claiming of the action that implies the actor. Yeah? 
So what would happen is mind can perceive, mind perceives everything. If it wants to dream its way out of this place through, a, through an austere practice, it will work that way. If it wants to really have a realization and actually get an ease and comfort and like beg off all this seeking, it will work that way, you know? Nothing is exempt. You can't do anything wrong or, in a sense, anything right. It's that which precedes it, gives it the meaning it has, yeah? But it's nice to know the seat assignment you have and follow it. If that, see, when I first started doing these talks, of course, this felt like I should get better, you know what I mean? If I'm going to be talking to groups of people, I should meditate, you know, I should fucking get clear more, you know what I mean? And so, I, and, or read up, get more knowledgeable. And then I got clear, direct nose with all of that. It says, you're just fine, just the way you are. The broken flute can play good music, so fucking let me keep, you're not the wind, you just, just let the wind keep blowing. And after years, see, I had this situation, which was awesome. I used to lead a workshop in recovery for like 16 years, if I was in America, every Monday night of all those years. That's a lot of Monday nights, yeah? Now, and there would be like 70 people there, and they're not very open. <laughs> you know, they're not a very open... <laughs> They're all like this, you know, fucking very ornery. It was like Dharma war, you know, I used to say, Dharma battle. It was like going to war every Monday. And I have a lot of different conditions before the talk. Sometimes the girl I was going out with broke up with me like five minutes before. One time I was waiting to hear if I had AIDS, and that back then you'd have to wait for three weeks in America. And I had a lot of reason to believe I had AIDS, intravenous drug user, the car accident, a lot of blood transfusion and shit like that. There was like not having any money, sinus infection, flus, everything. And, but I got myself there and just sitting there, the fucking water always came through. 100% batting average. And obviously, and when it was coming through, no matter what was so pressing when I entered that room, as soon as the talk started, I didn't feel a damn fucking thing for the hour. And then, after I stopped, and then the energy of it dimmed down, then maybe all those things came back, but it was obvious, how could something real disappear so quickly? It can't be fucking real, yeah? I mean, seriously, something I was mulling over a feeling for the whole day, gone, completely, like it had never been real, because it ain't, yeah? So this happens. So I realized super clearly that, you know, it has, I do not have to have it to give it away. I've got to be willing to give it away to have it. That's how it works. Yeah? And that's why I can show up to fucking Dublin totally unprepared. I have never prepared for a talk, ever. Never. It's, this was the most I do. And I've been using this for seven years. And I haven't even found a new one to do. I just use the same old laws. Now, and the thing is, the only reason why I show up is I don't show up. If this was me, I would have thought I shouldn't be doing it. Easily. Easily. Thousands of times I would have canceled the engagement. But I never, I have, and I've been at a lot of Paul Hedeman talks. I have. I have been more talks than you have. Paul Hedeman. 
And I've been listening just as much. I do, because to me, it's more the flavor of hack. Something comes through, and that's, uh, that whatever it is, has, I've watched it do its thing. It's, it's, it's seamlessly clear. It knows exactly this is the point, and it never varies, never veers off. I never, I, can, I get compelled to help people in, in AA, but I don't get compelled to help people here. Just the same, same, every time, every time. And people that know me, who's been seeing me for nine years, will call me up. Anything new? No. Uh, are you doing an intensive anytime soon? No. No, no, no. It's the same old, same old, but it's as fresh as fresh can be. And I truly believe if you don't see this heist, it's going to have a huge unknown effect on you. You'll be living for a stranger, basically. Really. Yeah. And now I can humbly say I never get chipped. I may not like it, I may like it, it doesn't matter. Never get chipped. Completely here. With no thought of effort. Ever. Yeah. You just get, see, this is the direction. See what you're not. Hear meanings about what you're not. Study what you're not if you want to. Get to know what you're not. And all of that will proceed or increase the possibility of forgetting it because it's not you. As Zen, as Dogen, a famous Zen master from Japan, in one of his long things, he says it in the beginning, he says, to study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study the self is to forget it. See? If you see what is implying to be you as just an activity, you'll lose interest in the activities. And if you don't pump the light into the projector, the projected image can appear. And mind works in images. And right now, the mental state's got the light in the projector and it keeps projecting the image of you as a body all fucking day. So, yes? Well, I wanted to ask you um, about the heart. Yes. Because I don't know if it plays a role or not. Because I, the last attempt I, I did to escape this. Uh, myself was working with an old lady with a thing called reverting and she was just pointing the heart a lot of crying painful um, you see your your path I don't know it's like all the shit is flashing out yeah uh, and for some reason I she's I, I, I told her about my neurosis and my depression and that no, no, just, just go to the heart, just feel the heart, just feel the heart, feel the heart. And, and I felt like the GPS was, and I thought about Jesus, you know, because he always points and points and points. And one day I, I was at the theater and I went to the, I went to the restroom and men and women, and I was so, so much here that I didn't know which one I was supposed to choose because no gender, yeah, yeah. no no, nothing, you know, just, just the heart. And I, and I felt like, like I, I was kind of forgetting myself. I, I mean, I, I, I just wanted to love everybody. I saw this beauty that you were talking about the part just a few minutes ago. And I thought maybe, maybe there is something there also. 
Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I do. That, uh, because, um, I don't know, uh, this, this heart, I think Ramana also talked about this. And I, I just wanted to know your, your, your opinion. Or, See, I, for me... Or it's just another story. Well, you're here, so it must have been. No, I'm just... Uh, you know what I mean? All that pouring out and purging yeah. didn't do the job, did it? Didn't. No. Well, didn't. there's your answer for that. No, it just... It was intriguing just when... It, obviously, I'm here and didn't, I was defeated again. But I've got like a question mark in like an imprint of like maybe uh, yeah. the GPS uh, should be should be more here. Yeah. And from here maybe it's easier to follow you with with the traveling lighter uh, with the heart. Yeah. With the loving no matter what the mind says, love gets to Basically, the, the, the question is the role of love, the, the role of the heart, and why Jesus was pointing, he was not, was not a fool. I mean, he was pointing. I see the pictures, and the heart is. Those pictures weren't of Jesus, though. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone no. sort of. No, well, you, <laughs> sort of painted. <laughs> Jesus was going like this. <laughs> I don't speak much about that because I don't see it as a way. I see it as that's going to be an, a, a vehicle of expression when mind changes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say mind changes where you are and this action figure has a bhakti or a devotional predilection. It'll be expressed sort of maybe like the...